18,305 events at Gen Con and people were no-shows for the ones I wanted to get into. Gen Con and Indy rocks. It should never leave Indianapolis. My hotel wasn't even close to the ICC, but getting around was a breeze. And I got a tan. Wow, some of those cosplayers were amazing. I loved the cosplay parade. I got to meet the moderators of the unofficial fans of Gen Con Facebook page at The Stink. Those guys are awesome. Hello and welcome to the Grognards. I'm Dean Geiken. I'm Eric Hawley. And I'm Greg Ziegler. And today we are talking about Gen Con. We are going to talk about Gen Con in the sense that not so much about our personal experience, although that will come into it, but more of a... Uh, a meta experience of Gen Con and what we thought of the entire convention, not just the exhibit hall and the games, but everything that kind of goes along with what Gen Con is. So, and, and how it's changing as well. And how it is changing, exactly. And I think the biggest thing or the best way to, best way to start this is to talk about how many people showed up. I, are we going to have a game session DM for this? Oh, uh, we can like Greg hold the dice for a while if we yeah. want, but it's going to be a pretty I like general dice. conversation. You like dice? Okay, I like and dice. Greg bought a lot of dice at Gen Con, so you yeah. get to roll your new dice. So, Greg, take it away. Okay. Alrighty. Um, there was a lot uh, going on at Gen Con. Do we know how many people showed up this year? It seemed to me like it was quite the crush, but again, my second year. Okay, now I'm going to, as someone who's been going, I think now this is my 13th or 14th year, um, I don't think there was, a, there were more people this year than there were last year. They yeah, said apparently there was, there was a 9% increase. 9% I increase. Online. I don't know what that translated to in numbers, but I think they've got a little bit of, uh, they know what's going on now, and they've got a good way of kind of spreading yeah, the people out. Yeah, they've sort of grabbed more more space, more square footage with the Lucas Oil Stadium, running events and stuff in the hotel conference rooms. Yes, so, yeah, exactly. That was, all that the hotels, cool. that the ring around the sta- around the convention center, every hotel is is taken up by the convention, and yeah. that uh, seems to work out pretty well. The uh, program book actually had highlights of what was happening in each hotel. So they did spread out a lot of the gaming and a lot of the events throughout the entire downtown, in a sense, if you yeah. think about it. The downside of that are the distances involved. I know, Dean, you walk yeah. how many miles a day? I put on 40 miles uh, during my time at Gen Con, which is... Um, I was hurting when I got yeah. back on Monday. Yeah, I really my, was kind of sore. My dogs were aching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. same here. Yeah, I, I, about I averaged about seven miles a day, but I'm in one room for much of the day. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I run still a lot of walking so, there. Yeah, there was so I think if I remember right, uh, there was like over 220, what do they call them? Turnstile in, Individual turnstiles. Which isn't really a... So my understanding, and I might be wrong on this, is that to get turnstile attendance, what Gen Con does, it counts up four-day badge holders, multiplies by four, and then adds in one-day badge holders. Hmm. Okay. That so seems fair. A, a good estimate is there's about 65,000 unique attendees, I think, give or take 10,000. Yeah. Right, right. And, and the badges were a sellout by uh, what, Friday afternoon, I think. Yeah, but so. I don't know how much weight I put on that. Yeah, they seem to be kind of predicting the sellout right up into the moment when they said, you know, oh, badges are sold out, so it's uh, no more being sold, although they did not sell any on Saturday. Yeah, I uh, when I game the other day, some somebody that was there said they uh, bought theirs earlier in the week, but somebody who tried to go on either Saturday or Sunday was turned away at the door. 
Yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, yeah, they it's were, not unreasonable. They, they turn people should, away. You should have to come in. And I believe the family badges on Sunday, There's, they, I've never heard of them selling out. A lot of people show up on Sundays. So maybe a good point of advice, if you're close to Gen Con and you don't want to spend all the money going on a Sunday, take the whole family. The exhibit hall's still open, and I've heard you can even get some deals on Sundays for some people. I didn't notice any deals on Sunday, but a lot of people on the forum said they were getting uh, 20% off. It was not written or announced, but they were getting 20% off of games. Um, did anybody Yeah, notice... some of the smaller booths were, that I saw were doing that. Yeah. Did anybody notice at the doors, when I was part of the Nerd Herd, did anybody notice at the doors, the uh, door checkers actually hitting a little ticker? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. They don't count everybody, though, so I don't... I think How that might be they? more for, like, fire code reasons. I don't know. That'd be a good question to find out. Ask I mean, this guy's thumb was like... Tick, 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 tick. And I'm yeah, like, maybe How? they just measure, like, peak, like, when they open. I'm, that's an excellent question for next year. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, everybody goes to Gen Con. The first thing you do when you get your badge, if you didn't have to wait in the line, we'll call line, and we'll talk about that in a bit, is we're looking for the swag. And in the past... There was a swag bag at yeah, Gen Con. a lot of people, talk about online forums, oh my God, were people complaining about the lack of swag. Yeah, swag stands for stuff we all get, right? Well, now the only people who get swag are usually the VIGs. Hey, don't be hating on the VIGs. Do I'm, we know any VIGs and did they get any swag? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the VIGs get good swag. Unfortunately, yeah. most of it sits on my shelf, but <laughs> they did get, last year I got the messenger bag, this yeah. year I got the backpack. It's mm. good stuff, but... but in the past, in the past, the swag bag, did you ever experience swag bags, Eric? My first year, they okay. still had it. You usually got some cast-off type games or new games or booster packs or maybe a couple of die and then oh, the coupon oh. book. Yeah. And you also got a really nice bag, too, and I've got a lot of these bags. Yeah, the, the cloth. Past. The yeah. last year I had was a cloth bag. Really? Yeah, yeah really nice. nice bags, and I've got a good collection of those. But the coupon book, um, the coupon book, I think, is... Hmm... I don't know so much if I care about the coupon book other than getting the single D6 from Chessex. So I can metallic, make... The Metallic Dice Games. Okay, uh, that one, one too. too. Yeah. yeah, that one too. So that I can have a full set of the Gen Con commemorative dice set. Yeah, from that's Chessex. actually Crystal Cast that does that. I'm sorry, uh, Crystal yeah. Cast. Thank you I for know, correcting I that. know my dice. I yeah. got a set. I got them all. <laughs> and um, uh, if you wanted the, to get your uh, coupon book too, you had to stand in line. Uh, that line you, goes pretty quick. In the morning, though. the line did go pretty quick, but for a while there, it was stretched kind of a ways down the hall. Uh, later in the day, and even you know, in the middle of the night, you could just walk by and gra- they would just leave them out, and you could yeah. grab one at you know one in the morning. I grabbed the coupon book, and I'm probably ashamed to admit, although not really. In the last three years, I don't think I've used any coupons. Like I, I pull some out, especially like the free dice. Yeah, that, that's pretty but much all I used. I'm always doing something else, and it's while supplies last, so you, you got to go know early. You're even going to have it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The metallic I, dice games ones now, were gone by Friday morning. Right, and there was one thing that I did want to take advantage of that I didn't. It was the miniature me, where you get a uh, 3D scan of yourself and then have yourself uh, turned into a fantasy yeah, or a Yeah, but how much does that cost? I think when it was all said and done, it was like about 45 bucks. Oh, ouch. Yeah, well, that's... In the ballpark of the the custom minis, yeah. you know, what's it? Yeah. Is it Hero, Hero, Hero Forge. Hero Forge. Hero Forge. Yeah, and Hero Forge is about twenty five to thirty dollars. Yeah, so, depending on the material. Yeah, the the pickup table for that I believe was in the uh, tunnel there between Lucas Oil 
and the convention hall because I uh, saw the people there and they, where you would go and essentially they had the scan booths and then you had all of these bodies that you could pick from to have your head put on. Yeah, yeah. And so the, it was both cool and creepy the, all at the same time. Here's the skinny nerdy guy or the big fat heavy nerdy guy. They're yeah. just two body types of Gen Con. Yeah, yeah. Cannot Photoshop um, off the neckbeard. As... <laughs> As a, uh, a thought for the coupon book, this is something that I've talked about in the past, and it's been on the forums and other things, is a way to make the coupon book a little bit more valuable. Why? Maybe they've tried this. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. Reaching out to those businesses around the downtown area and putting in, like, 10% off at Steak and Shake. You know what? If I was one of those businesses, I would be all over that. See, that's what I would yeah. You could sell advertising to these businesses for a, you know, a, a bit or a page in the coupon book and drive customers into your door. There was a post online just this morning I read it. The movie theater in the mall, which is right down the street mm-hmm. from Gen Con, used to run like an old movie that would yes. appeal to Gen Con. And apparently they were bought by a big corporation. And they don't do that And they anymore. didn't let them do it this year. So there was sort of a write-in campaign to this corporation to get them. But that's a, a business that's catering to Gen Con. Yes. Yeah. And we'll talk hopefully a little bit about that if we can stay on tack. Now, Greg <laughs> mentioned the will call line. Yeah. Yep. I saw that. I actually I do use it. will call because I'm cheap and I don't want to spend $10 to, to get badges through the mail. But is standing in line for 30 minutes worth 10 bucks? Well, 30 minutes? I'm a VIG, so I just walked up to the VIG will call table. Oh, once again, it's <laughs> yeah. the us and but, them. But yeah. even before then, he, I Before his massage, he I got didn't. his tickets. Um, <laughs> yeah, did they like give you a manicure and a pedicure? If you arrive Wednesday, it's not bad. I mean, I got there I beg Wednesday. to differ. Well, you're not missing anything, is my point. That is true. So I got there Wednesday, um, and the line was already through the longest hallway at Gen Con, and out the door outside. Do we have point. any understanding why it was like that? There was a lot of theories running around as to why the uh, will call line was so long. Some people said it was because so many new attendees came for the 50th anniversary and the will call line was such, such a success last year that everybody did it again, but it got overwhelmed. I heard they had decreased the number of windows. I don't know if that's true or not. Somebody I don't think that, that was the case. Yeah, I don't remember. And I could be wrong, but in the past, I used to go over to the Marriott and go up into the second floor and go to one of these little hallways, and it had a GMHQ. Yeah. And I could pick up, I couldn't pick up stuff from Will Call, but I could do things at that window that I couldn't this year. And I don't know if maybe that had something to do with it. I think the problem is there are certain things you can only do at Will Call. So if you do a last minute change on your schedule or you need to pick up generics, you have to go to Will Call. No, you don't. The the picking up the generics and doing your ticket changes, that was at the customer service line, which was a separate line. And Uh, which I used to be able to do on off-site areas. Yeah. See, and I participated in that line because I needed to swap out a ticket and get some generics. And uh, I was doing this at uh, one thirty in the morning. The line was still down that very long hall, but it was at the it was at the end of it. But uh, you would sweep around that, and they would take you to the customer service line. It was way, way, way shorter. But it was slower. Because there was a lot more interaction taking place. This whole thing might be a moot conversation because they're going to electronic ticketing, apparently. I did not have a single electronic ticket. It was only True Dungeon. Only True Dungeon? Okay. And the one person I heard comment was not impressed with it. I don't even know how would that work exactly. I guess you have a ticket on your phone and somehow you don't don't know how you get checked in, whether there's a scanner or. It's not attached to your badge? 
It must be. I, I truthfully, I don't know. Okay, I, now that would actually be really good, as if the tickets you bought were assigned to your badge, and they could just shoot the barcode on yeah, your badge. Yeah, but is every game master going to have a barcode reader? Yeah, hey, there, yeah. yeah, right there. There's another problem right if there. If there's a listener out there who had an experience with electronic ticketing at Gen Con, comment on the SoundCloud so we have a little bit of inside information ourselves, or the Facebook page, or wherever. the Facebook page, yeah. or wherever you can get a hold of us, and you'll find out that at the end. Um, the worst I saw the will call line was when people were standing under the viaduct. On the street outside that yeah. the JW Marriott is on. And people were like, I'm getting a sunburn out here because okay. we've been waiting for an hour. Now, all that being said, I had some friends that showed up at Gen Con on Thursday morning. Um, or no, maybe it was still Wednesday. <laughs> I forget. Anyway, the will call line was almost out the door. I stood in line with them. It was an hour from where they were to the window, which wasn't, yeah, it's an hour, but it's not awful, awful. No. It's not two hours. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, this system works. It works, but it was also long on Thursday, which I think and that's a problem because people need to get to a game, right? And, and I think that's where a that. lot of no shows happened this year, and that's one of the things that was probably the biggest issue and problem that people uh, complained about. Yeah, we'll, we have that later on. Yeah. Let's we'll talk about so, that. But yeah, is will call worth it? To me, no. I trust the U.S. mail system. Yeah. The only reason I had to go to Will Call is because when I wanted to do the NerdProv event, when it came up, it was registered as or listed as generics only, and then they made it an actual event. And so when yeah. I bought the tickets, it was after the mail. So line. I used to do it, and here's a uh, illicit grognard tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I buy four badges for Gen Con. I used to, and I would actually order it in two groups of two and pay the extra $10 each. Because when hotel lottery came up, I would get two entry numbers, and I could try to reserve for the earliest one. Gotcha. So I don't need to do that anymore. Part of the reason I don't do it now is because I pick up GM badges as well. Right. So it doesn't make sense for me. But um, if I were going to have to do it, I would probably go through the mail, pay the $10. Yeah. With the amount of money people spend at Gen Con, $10 is a pittance. Yeah, exactly. That is true. And you're going to pay for it uh, four or five months in advance. You know, when you buy your events and, and yeah. your badge and stuff. Which leads into the next thing. The reason $10 is a pittance is because I paid $44 <laughs> a night for parking. Yeah, that was rough. For a hunk of concrete the size of my car cost me, like, what, one-fifth of my hotel room that I got two queen-size beds. Wow. Man, and you stayed in one of the nicer hotels And in I downtown. had two cars. <laughs> yeah. Do they charge yeah. that much uh, outside of Gen Con no, week? No, I think they jack it up for Gen Con. I'm pretty sure they jack it up for Gen Con. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and most of the parking lots around there seem like they were 20. Okay, and how far were you legitimately from your car to the convention center? Um, well, I stay in a JW Marriott, so it's connected by Skywalk, but it's literally sort of catty corner to the convention entrance. Mm-hmm. So... I, you know, you could stand at the doorway and throw a baseball, maybe not a Honestly, the hotel lot, parking lots and the public lots from in front, they're across the street from the convention center. You can't park closer. Yeah. There is no parking in the convention center. That's the next but closest parking. So this, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I have to be attached. I have to be attached. Now, in my defense, <laughs> I have to be attached because I carry a pickup truck loaded with totes and tools and materials for my workshops. If I was just going as a Gen Con attendee, I don't know if I would want to be downtown anymore. I have changed my opinion of being downtown because I've been off of the downtown area in terms of lodging for the last two years, and I have not noticed any inconvenience on my part whatsoever. I mean, especially now with Uber and Lyft. Yes. I mean, you could just... 
And the shuttle system. Yeah. Yeah. They have the shuttle. I, I wish the shuttle system was better. I wish it was more. And when we say shuttle system, we're talking about the Gate 10 yeah. shuttle system. I don't believe there's an actual public transportation running at no. Gen Con. And they should do that. That would be an excellent idea. Like, uh, we stayed out by the airport one year. You know, it'd be great to have something from that. But Gate 10, I think it's $75 for all of Gen Con. 65 65 yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can just drive in. They take you to the convention center. The, the drawback is if you get tired in the middle of the day, you don't have anywhere to go. But truthfully, I can't count the number of times I've done that. Yeah. Me either. Uh, I've done it two years in a row now, and I've not. The only issue is um, finding a place to kind of haul or store your stuff that you're hauling around. That does get a little tiring, but uh, it's Gen Con. You just kind of take it as part of the regular course of the day. Yeah. Does it now? Do those uh, do those shuttles run? 24 hours or is that constantly yes, 24 okay. hours yeah because i mean my one of my games ended at 1 30 in the morning and you could still get a shuttle to go to the parking lot at two o'clock in the morning any time of the day they will take you there and they ran every 10 minutes i'm sure they slowed down after about two o'clock but Probably. i don't think your wait time would have been more than maybe a half hour i don't hmm. think I'm, okay. i might do gate 10 next year just unload my truck it is sort of handy to be able to move stuff as the convention progresses, but I don't have to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, I spent $400 for parking this year. Yeah. You know? And do, there is a make or break point for a lot of people. And part of that is being attached and close to downtown. Um, I can see that in the case of somebody who may have some mobility issues or I'll say, you know, they just aren't fit enough yeah. to do a lot of walking. But I don't see any real need to be that close anymore. I Maybe it's because I've changed my thoughts on it, but when you say I have to be downtown, I have to have that, what, $800 a room night, I don't think you do. Yeah. And, you know, I was at JW Marriott. To get to the convention center, you walk through one skywalk into, like, a parking garage hallway that's never air-conditioned, so it's always yep. sweltering and it stinks. Mm-hmm. Then you go through another skywalk... Skyway. And then you finally get to the convention center, so it's not that close. You're not close. attached. That's and then, just it. You're not attached. And then, I swear, getting to Embassy Suites where my workshops were, it was twice as long to go through the skywalks because they're also technically attached, but it's like a rat maze. I felt like there was some guy in a lab coat hiding and watching where I was going because you have to go through, like, the food court at the mall, and it's here's, crazy. Here's my experience of being not attached to a downtown hotel. I get up in the morning, I take a shower, I go out to my truck, I load my family and whatever I need into my truck, and I go and I park it at gate 10. I can see Lucas Oil Stadium from across the street. I get into a shuttle, and I get dropped off at the front door of ICC. I'm done. Yeah. I ended up not taking Skywalks to Embassy Suites. It was cheaper, or it was easier, even with the sweltering heat, to walk down the sidewalk with my little wagon. I have a wagon I carry stuff in. And... uh is it a radio flyer? No, it's a little fold up. <laughs> People kept putting like dollar bills. In yeah, that <laughs> looked homeless. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think the down. I you know I have to be downtown is overrated. I think so too. I think there's a lot of people out there who feel that uh, Gen Con is all about them. Yeah. And let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. Gen Con does not revolve around you, nor does my experience of Gen Con revolve around now, you. Not to rub in the Vig, Vig sauce, but <laughs> the Vig lounge does have a bag check. So. Wow. 
And I had... They should do that for all of Gen Con. Yes, we had point. talked about this. Wouldn't it be great if somebody, even an outside company, rented a room and did a bag check, much like a coat check? It might be a complete nightmare. I tell you what, they would fill up more than one room, probably. Yes, yeah. and I think it would be a moneymaker. It probably would. Yeah, yeah charge like a buck or two a bag. And, exactly. Well, that goes along with my great idea of a... Have you ever uh, had a bad idea? No, no never. <laughs> um, this, this is... A great idea, though. So you run a LARP that's a sleeping LARP. Okay, so it's an eight-hour LARP, and it runs from 10 p.m. to 6 p.m., and you LARP sleeping. Or and if 10 you give to 6 me maybe? $25 entry fee for this LARP, I can put, like, 30 people in a room with a little cot and a pillow and a blankie, <laughs> and you sign up for nice. three nights of sleeping LARP. <laughs> okay, now that is a good idea. That If you could sell that to Gen Con as an event. I think that's $75 a person for 25 feet. I mean, let's say $100. <laughs> round it. That's $2,500. That, yeah. that is about what a room at Gen Con costs, like an exhibit hall room. So I'm going to be LARPing. I'm going to do a that's Game right. of Thrones sleeping Well, LARP. you know, you'd have to say it's like the Matrix. We would get like one of those little plugs that you could yeah. stick on your neck. <laughs> you know, it's a Matrix LARP. Uh, that's oh awesome. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Um, I have nothing that's, but good things to say about Gate 10. I don't know of any other. Uh, there's a couple of parking garages further away down by the police station that are very cheap. They're like six or eight bucks for the entire day. Year, I parked right across the street from that main entrance, like one of the underground ones. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Where, that's where I parked uh, um, last time I went to Indy for another the event. Same. They're I just mean, right you're there. All, you're paying a lot. And in way. the end, it depends on what time you get there. Yeah. If you yeah. go at noon, don't expect oh, you, to find if parking. If you arrive Wednesday early and you're not going to move your car, you can get pretty close. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really up to everybody's ability to pay and when they, I guess, how much they really care about where they're parked and where they're yeah, staying. Try not to yeah. take two cars as much. Yeah. For me, it's more about if I'm going to spend money, I'm going to spend money at Gen Con, yeah. not spending money to stay, stay. at Gen Con. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a shame. Right. It's a shame we have to sleep. So but, we mentioned uh, the exhibit hall, and, and although the uh, crush of people in there. Yeah. So the so. crush of people wasn't really crushing. I don't think. I there compared was maybe to two when, years ago, when, a couple of times okay. it was. What do you think, Greg? You you're uh, relatively new to Gen. Yeah. I, I only went last year on Saturday. I would say this year on Saturday it was about the same, maybe a little bit yeah. more. But it was also uh, I was our Sunday morning, and it was also pretty hectic Sunday now, morning. Greg missed the era before they widened the halls it used to be more narrow the aisles oh used God, to be more I can't, narrow and i really yeah. can't two imagine ago, i think they're narrow now awful and that's why they widened them um so the past two years i haven't been that bothered it's been crowded but it's gen con it's going to mm-hmm. be crowded yeah there's a lot of, it depends on where you're at too you know if you're in the high numbers you know back when you and i were looking around mm-hmm. it was not that yeah. bad getting from place to place but then you're if you're in you know row you know row 1 through 10 there's a lot more people jammed in there yeah, there's um, a lot of people who say, oh, there's just no room in the exhibit hall and this, that, and the other thing. But it's they don't seem to understand that you're wanting to go to Gen Con, so is everybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think it was terrible. I was It was what I expect. I've been to other events with big crowds, and that's that's what a big crowded event is like. It wasn't unbearable. It wasn't horrible. It was just now, crowded. I did and wear you just, the Kerbal You just have to be thoughtful. For about an hour, and <laughs> yeah. that has zero peripheral vision. So the intersections were quite... I basically just like plowed ahead and hope that nobody ran into me. Yeah. Because you were doing the Keaton Batman where you turn your whole torso to yeah, see where you were going. So and, that was an issue, but that had more to do with the giant Kerbal head I was wearing. Yeah, and you got to watch out for those um, 
trash cans, right? Smack dab in oh, the middle right. of the intersection. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I guess that's like a traffic flow. It's like, it's a you know, Indiana yeah. loves their roundabouts. Go to Carmel. Yeah. I mean, it's all roundabouts. They it's do the roundabout need, capital of America. They do need the trash cans. But to me, I don't think there's a lot of people throwing stuff away. There's people putting promotional stuff on top of the trash cans. If you're looking for a trash can, I guess you got to put them somewhere, right? And the outside tends to be pretty crowded. I had more problems with the outside. Like, I'd be walking, and there'd be a line for the restroom. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. there'd just be a mass of people stopping and standing and holding Mm -hmm. their groins. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) The only time I had any issue with traffic flow or overcrowding in the aisles was... I think it was for a signing of the Critical Role guys. Oh, my God. And We're going to talk about them in a little They bit. had that line in what I like to call the slum area, which is, and don't get me wrong, listeners, Entrepreneur Alley is my favorite place, but the aisles there are, are narrow. much yeah. more narrow than they are in the big boy area of the exhibit hall. And so everybody was lined up to see him and there it was at one point shoulder to shoulder one line going one direction and yeah. one line going now, the other direction comic con has a whole separate area for that kind of stuff which sort of makes sense i don't know if gen con could pull it off or not yeah i don't know but they always put him in that back wall in the 2500 yeah, area yeah yeah so, so that was that my is only. The, one of the least crowded places for the convention hall. That back wall always tends to it's a little wider there and it has that little jog. Mm. And yes, that's my short. And I hate to say it, but that's my shortcut because I kind of shortcut through the author row and yeah. And, the, uh, and all those gallery. I feel bad yeah. when I go through author row. All those people want to tell me about their book and I just ignore them because <laughs> I got stuff to do. Yeah. You know? The uh, the artist's alley, too, is usually a little at, uh, at least little there. I don't have to listen attended. to them. Tell me they you know, give me a th- three second summary of your entire book plot there was some fantastic artwork out there yeah this most, year. most of those guys were not like super sales and i would go by and no, i would look at their things authors. and some of them would go hey or, hi and <laughs> i feel say, bad for really nice. it's, yeah it's a little depressing yeah. I, I always try to say something nice about their stuff because i know that's they need it they look yeah. like they look like they need it well let's face <laughs> it we were going through them to get to what the games yeah yeah and there was a buttload of games this year i to the point where it was maybe i think Overwhelming would probably be the word to best describe most people's experience in the exhibit hall. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's just, um, I, I'm it's, it's in the, awe of the sheer number of games. How many games can our hobby support? Well, that's a good question yeah. because we're, it just cracked $17 billion as an industry. Gaming did. Yeah. Are we on a bubble? I don't. Hmm. I think we're probably going to talk Peaking. about that a little bit later, but you know there is a there's a it's definitely gamers are cool. Mm-hmm. Unlike when we were gaming back in the '80s, where you didn't so much tell people you played wow. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, you dropped secret hints and words, yeah. and eventually it would come out that. Oh, it was like those drug, those druggies that are like, "Hey, you want to party?" <laughs> like, that means, "Do you want to smoke pot?" Like, but you didn't know that unless you were actually a druggie. Or yeah, druggies. Right. Yeah, yeah. Got some polys. Got some polys. We can roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. My observation though is, is that the the games that there are so many of and tons of are not role playing games and not yeah, classic board games. board games. It's the board games and the card games, and that's you know that that's a hipster thing. Hipsters like to play. Card games and board games, and drink craft beers. What? And, uh, oh, you do it too. <laughs> but I'm not a hipster. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're I, just a gamer hipster. But but let's you know, Cards Against Humanity kind of busted that open a little bit. You know, I was working at Barnes and Noble when that thing came out, and there was somebody every 15 minutes coming into that store looking for Cards Against Humanity. 
back when it was not sold in yeah, stores. And they were registering people to vote at Gen Con. That was way, super cool. Sort of cool. I found out about that like the last yeah. day. Um, yeah, I think gaming is becoming a big tent activity. It used to be small tent, mm-hmm. right? It used to yeah. be like, you know, you had your, and each of the groups also sort of did their thing and didn't do a lot of other things. Now it's welcoming everybody, in, which is good. Yeah, you know, inclusive um, is good. But it also leads to sort of like, uh, some other issues that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Can we yeah. can we talk a little bit about go back to the traffic flow? Um, yeah. Places like uh, Fantasy Flight and Paizo, they have a very big footprint. Yeah, and they're sponsors. Both, and they are right? sponsors. Yeah. They have a very, but they have that footprint because there's usually some big release that's coming out, and they know they're going to have a line, especially the, once, the first couple hours. Especially, but once that product is gone, that is dead, dead space. Darn right, it yeah. is. And. I think that's there's got to be some way to change. You that. know what I would love to see? I would love to see sponsors like in the main hallway. Remember two years ago when uh, Starfinder came yeah. came out and mm-hmm. they had the booths set up in the hallways? Yes, they yes. should just do that for the sponsors. Pezo should just have a huge section somewhere that they can square off, and that's where they're located. Don't put them in the exhibit hall. Put them somewhere else because then the traffic can flow a little better. Yeah, it or was just maybe kind of a crazy. new releases room or something where only con exclusive games are. Or something yeah, you like want to, but, They want to be visible, want to but there's that. spots yeah. in the hallway that I can think of that aren't used. And there they are seal rooms, off the doors. Yeah, there are rooms yeah. that they could also uh, have exclusively for those games. Yeah. So uh, that was my. I, I don't really like the idea that by what. Friday afternoon, their product is gone, but yet they've got this big, huge, empty space yeah, well, where nobody can yeah. do anything. They're still running some demos and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, Greg did have some fun in the exhibit hall over there. I did. Right? Uh, with yeah. your recorder. Greg, oh, who yeah. is... I talked to a few people here and there. Which were... is unusual, because Greg's not normally the type of guy oh. that's going to go out and, you know... Hey. Verbally assault people in a <laughs> yeah, hallway? exactly. So, so you know, <laughs> c- considering the expanding nature of our hobby, we were curious whether gamers at Gen Con could answer some, what we consider, basic gaming Pretty questions. Pretty simple so, questions. Explains. Well, I was... I would... Uh, inquire if they had any Gen Con experience and throw a couple of Gen Con history and D&D related questions at them and I got some interesting answers. Yeah, let's give that a listen. <laughs> All righty. Uh, is this your first Gen Con? Yes. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, what, what, are you, what were you looking forward to the most? Dice. Dice? Oh, yes. okay. Man after I, my own heart. I love dice and I play D&D. Oh, perfect then. Okay. Do you know what Gen Con stands for? No idea. But it was the con- my first convention and my first road trip and my first D&D with my D&D group. So it was a natural thing. Okay. Uh, actually, what it is? It's Geneva Convention because it was originally in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Which is where TSR originated, or D and D was invented. I did not know so, any of those things. Special Star Podcast. Our very first one is about the history of D um, and D. Uh, and big question here: If you were to defeat a gelatinous cube, what would you most like to find inside? Ring of invisibility. If you were to defeat a gelatinous cube, what would you most like to find inside? A blink dog blade. Then I could teleport to my enemies after stabbing them. Or throwing my knife at them. Very cool. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, so is this your first Gen Con? 
No, this is my fourth Gen Con now. And uh, what do you look forward to uh, most uh, when you come to Gen Con? Seeing all my friends again that come from out, you know, out of state, out of country, that kind of stuff. A friend that comes from Columbia, a friend that comes from New York, friends that come from California, I believe is where shots from. A couple places across the country as well as outside the United States. Really, very cool. Um, do you know what Gen Con stands for? No, I don't. It's not the convention, right? Yeah, it's a Geneva convention because it was originally in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Okay. So uh, that's where TSR was originally that. headquartered. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're in the majority. Uh, okay, and then the uh, the last good question here: If you were to to defeat a gelatinous cube, what would you hope to find inside? Gelatinous cube. I would hope I would find some good tasting Jello. Awesome. Okay. And is this your first Gen Con? No. It is. And how many have you been to? Um, I've been to like three or four. Okay, cool. And what do you most look forward to at Gen Con? I really look forward to seeing the new games and stuff and seeing a bunch of games I haven't heard of or haven't seen anything of and talking to people and all very that fun cool, stuff. Very cool. Um, I can't ask you what does Gen Con stand for yeah. you just heard the answer. Okay. If you were to defeat a gelatinous cube, what would you most like to find inside? Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> wow, you're going to have to defeat a lot of gelatinous cubes for that one. <laughs> yeah. This is your first Gen Con? Yes. It is? Oh, awesome. Yes. Uh, what's your uh, impression? Well, it's a lot bigger than I thought it would be. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to die. My feet hurt like crazy. There are too many things to see and I haven't even gone through all the buildings yet. Hotels have secret rooms with games in them. And I'm like, when did that happen? Yep. Where do I go? What do I? I don't even. I'm a little overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is the right answer. However, I'm, I'm having a great time. This is your first time on? Uh, this is my first weekend. You only came for one day beforehand? Uh, yeah, it was free. Greg. It was free. Greg, sort your life out. <laughs> sort your life out, Greg. Come on. I came from England. Technically really? Ghana. Wow. And you, you, when you come for one day? Come on, man. I only live two hours away. You are the worst. <laughs> I have a wife and two kids. That is not an excuse. Like Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Uh, okay, you got the easy question down there. Do you know what Gen Con stands for? Generic Convention? No, it's Geneva Convention because it used to be in Geneva, Wisconsin, which is the home of TSR Hobbies, the creators of Dungeons and Dragons. Well, there's a piece so, of information I will never use yeah. for the rest of my life. I'm going to keep that in mind. Awesome. That's amazing. Okay. And, uh... I don't see where there's not space for both. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. You are the first person I've asked that one, too. Oh, wow. Go first. Okay. I, I have a bunch of dumb questions. I narrowed them down. Those have to do with people in the in the cell room. Okay. In the what room? Okay. So, who do you work for? Modifius Entertainment. Um, what are you selling, primarily? Primarily, we are killing it with Star Trek Adventures, Conan, an Asian Dream of, Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition, Coriolis, and Capricanium. I never pronounced that right. Okay. And uh, why is your game better than... The game that I'm gesturing at over there that doesn't exist. <laughs> because unlike those games, we made our games with British accents. You know, that is totally good with me. Thank because you. I'm a sucker for an accent. <laughs> okay. What you doing later, Grant? Uh, actually, the very, the very first guy I asked, who I did not ask these questions to, was from New Zealand. Wow. And the only reason I did is I was chit-chatting with him. I'm like, oh my god, you're from New Zealand. I gotta get you on tape. <laughs> um, okay, this is still working, isn't it? Okay, good. Um, I actually don't know how to use this thing. Wow, you're doing um, great yeah, so far. I'm, I hope you recorded something. I'm a pro. Well, it's been ticking off for uh, quite a while here. Oh, wow. Okay, and my last question. Yeah? If you were to defeat a gelatinous cube, uh -huh. what would you like to find inside? My dignity? 
a good thing to find. I think that's probably fair. I think I lost mine last time I got. I lost mine the last time I played. I fought Lazarus Cube. It kicked my. Well, I didn't know what it was. So it, well, I was like, I was finding the gym didn't tell me anything. And I was just eating all my stuff. Like, what do I do? And I felt really embarrassed that everyone laughed at me for not knowing what it means. Wow. I knew what it was. I just failed the dex roll. Wow. <laughs> I, so, sorry, bro. That sucks. Uh, is this your first Gen Con? It is not. It is I not. have actually been here uh, six years now, seven hey. years maybe. Cool. Uh, and, uh, and what do you most look forward to? Um, well, uh, usually the exhibit hall playing some magic. This year though I'm working for a uh, company, Zombie Orpheus, Orpheus uh, and I've been GMing for them so that's really fun. Okay, well, that sounds good. Um, do you know what Gen Con stands for? I, I don't actually. Uh, Want to venture a guess? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Genesis Convention? I don't know. <laughs> it's actually Geneva Convention. Geneva it was originally Convention. in Geneva, Wisconsin, where TSR Hobbies is from and where Dungeons and Dragons originated. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Right. And um, if you were to defeat a gelatinous cube, what would you most like to find inside? Oh, uh, certainly not kobolds. Let me think here. Um, hmm. Probably a treasure chest. Yeah. Seems to be the going answer. Is I, I, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, is this your first Gen Con? Oh no. Oh no. No, I. Uh, my brother uh, asked me to take his son to go to Gen Con maybe about seven or eight years ago for Boy Scouts because he didn't want to go. And uh, Boy, Boy Scouts. Yeah. Boy Scouts at Gen Con. That would be cool. I'm an assistant scoutmaster. Yeah, and they <laughs> and they actually got a badge for going to Gen Con, so I took him the one year. And then the following year, I called him and it's like, do you want me to take him to Gen Con again? It's like, yeah, sure. So I took him to Gen Con, had a lot of fun. And then eventually I talked my brother into going himself because he was dragging his feet and, you know, he thought it'd be weird. It's like, yeah, a lot of fun. So how, how many years has that been then? Oh, my. I'd say at least about eight years, maybe. Nice, Because nice. then I eventually asked my other brother to come, and then he started bringing his kids. Cool. So. They should be paying you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know what Gen Con stands for? Oh, boy. I'm sure I heard about it a, lo a long time ago, but... It's I'm... a Geneva convention because it was originally in Lake ah, Geneva, Wisconsin. Yes. Home of TSR Hobbies. Yeah, that, that okay. rings a bell. And, big one here, if you were to defeat a gelatinous cube, what would you most like to find inside? Oh, geez, a winning lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, is this your first Gen Con? It is not. It is not. And no. uh, how many years have you been coming to Gen Con? Um, I started off going to Milwaukee, and that would be about 20 years ago now. Went to three or four there, and then took a very long break. And I've been back here going to Indianapolis for the last three years. Very nice, very nice. Um, do you know what Gen Con stands for? Uh, Gen Con is because the first convention when Gary Gygax was in charge of D&D was in Geneva, Lake awesome. Geneva. You are the first person to give me a complete answer. Really? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm guilty. I've been asking a lot of 20-somethings because they, they, they give funnier and dumb answers. Um, and um, if you were to defeat a gelatinous cube, what would you most like to find inside? A, pot, a vat of healing potions because the group that I adventure with usually needs as much as possible. Especially after defeating that gelatinous Pretty cube. much, yeah. yeah. See? Not everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. Well, at least one did. Yeah. Well, I was actually surprised at the number of people um, who older people or people who said, oh, I've been coming to this for so long who didn't know. And I hmm. actually 
uh, my Friday gaming group. I threw the questions out at the gaming group on Friday. Nobody knew about what the, where Gen Con came from. None of my old school gamers knew. Well, hopefully so, we're, we're entertaining and educating. I like to think we are. Yes. <laughs> so events. There was over 18,600 events at Gen Con this year. And I think I went, I had on my ticket list 10 of them to go to. I, I did three. I am totally overwhelmed when I try to go through the event listings. Uh, I'm getting that way. Unless you know no. what you're looking for. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to search. You have to do a targeted search or you're never going to find anything. I, I start planning my events or wish list. And I don't mean on the Gen Con site, but just on a piece of paper in front of me, the games I want to try to find. And that's how I start because you're right, Eric. It is just, it's overwhelming. Yeah. And, and intimidating. Unlike some other conventions, you need to figure in travel time for Gen Con. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I made, I did not want anything back to, this isn't Gary Con where you run across the hall. Yeah. Um, there was, if uh, you're in a different building, uh, it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes sometimes to get there at a brisk pace. Yeah, there's a little bit of a ballyhoo going on where uh, when the catalog comes out, a lot of the locations are TBA. Lots of them yeah. are. And you don't know if it's in Lucas Oil or if it's going to be in Hall C, D, A, B, whatever like that. Um, and so you're like, oh, I can do this one at 11 o'clock. It goes until 1, and my next one's at 1. It goes till 3. Come to find out. You're playing D&D at the JW, and then you're playing Cthulhu at the Omni, yeah. and that's a 30-minute walk. <laughs> yeah. Are you speaking from experience? Uh, I did not play D&D, but I did play Cthulhu at the Omni, and that was a nice little stroll. Yeah. And as someone who you know runs events at Gen Con, show up, if, even if you're late. If for no other reason, the person who uh, is running the event uh, unless they have a ticket, they don't have proof that you you're and, and they, if they need reimbursement for anything, they don't get that reimbursement. Yeah. So that's one thing. And most of the time, event organizers realize there's distances involved. Like I was in the embassy suites, I would wait an extra five minutes before, and I would tell people we're waiting five minutes because we're off the beaten path. And even then, I still had some people show up even later, and I just worked them in. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's all you can do. I had two games in Lucas Oil, and the GMs would wait 15 minutes. Yeah. And that's pretty reasonable, because if you do have a game in Hall A, it's going to take you at a good brisk walk, or even a jog, 15 minutes to get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And games, I don't run games, I run workshops, so it's a little different. A game, yeah, the beginning is tends to be pretty important. That's where you're figuring out what's going on, what right. the mission is, and... There is some thought that the will call line had a lot to do with the no-shows, that some people were stuck in line waiting for their tickets. Well, that that yeah. could very well be. I had more no-shows this year than past years. Every game I was in had at least one no-show, uh, which was fortunate. I had one in three. Oh, yeah? Okay. It was fortunate for me because somebody that wanted to play in our group uh, was able to get in because of a no-show. Yeah, and I mean... Generic, generic, generic. Generic tickets. And truthfully, if I wanted to play a game... And that GM, you know, I didn't have generics. I would say, listen, I don't have generics. I'll go get some, and I will bring them to you after the game. I would probably let them do it. And my my workshops aren't cheap, $38, right? If somebody, yeah. if I have the spot, I'm not losing anything. Even if the person reneges and I never get the, the tickets, I mean, I, it's probably worth taking a chance. If you're running an RPG, yeah. it's not yeah. usually not that much, and, and you can mm-hmm. track them down. There somewhere. was a number of games that I heard about on the forums that had to be canceled because of the number of no-shows. They yeah. needed uh, four to be able to play the game at a minimum, wow. and they would have two or three people show up. And so they're like, well, we can't do it. Hmm. Yeah. So, and that's unfortunate. I, I didn't see any of that, but then again, the rooms I were playing in were, you know, there was always people waiting to get in if no one else showed up, so... 
So if you don't, if you have been going to Gen Con for a while, like I have, you kind of get to know who is presenting the game. For instance, two of the games that I played in were in the Fight in the Skies Society. Yeah, I love it. And I knew, even before the location came out, I knew they were going to be at Lucas Oil. So that was a little bit of experiencing experience helping me out. But if you've not done it before and you try to do it, good advice is to put at least an hour in between each if game. If you can. If you can. Some games are only available at some times, and if you really want to play them, you're just going to have to make that effort to get there. Yeah, but back-to-backing things is probably not a good idea ever at Gen Con. Not to mention, if you want food... There's lines at the food? food truck. There's lines at the food stands in the convention yep. hall. They may not be really long, but you're, you're going to wait. You know, it's not going to be, I'm going to swing by on my way to my next game and pick it up. That's not going to work. Yeah, I ate at Lucas Oil once, and there weren't a lot of people there, but Where still. did you find food at Lucas Oil? Um, in the concession areas. In the entrance. As soon as you walked into the entrance, off to the left, there was a concession stand. And that's know? why I didn't see it, because I, uh, my wife is in a scooter, so we oh, had to take you went the elevator. The floor? So we yep. had to go down. No, you would have to go up that unpleasantly tall flight of stairs up there where the dragsters were and all the cars and stuff. Okay. Yeah, there was. A, I had a I had a really nice pot roast sandwich. That's good uh, to know for next wasn't, year. Wasn't great. Yeah. Wasn't super expensive, that. but it was, you know, lower quality but lower price than the food trucks, and the wait was a lot shorter. You know, the food trucks are great. I've eaten them oh, many God, times. I love food trucks. Um, so, but, uh, you know, you can find food wherever, but I always say pack it in your backpack. Yeah. So, you know, talking about the crowds, the food, and the expanded appeal of gaming, uh, we now have gaming celebrities. Yep. And did you guys see anybody famous at Gen Con? I did. I saw, well, I don't know if you call him famous, but he's famous to me. Yeah. Uh, his name's John Peterson. He wrote the book Playing at the World. It's this basically a, a, a dissertation yeah. on the history of gaming, primarily role-playing games. Yeah, it's a great stuff. book. It's a great book. Yeah. Um, but, and I knew there were other people who were famous there, but yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. So. I mean, there were some people at tables, you know, the usual people you see, um, uh, some of the artists and some of the authors yeah. were there, or people given forums. Uh, um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons celebrity Joe Manganiello was strolling I saw around. him. The other reason I know yeah, I didn't see him, him was somebody else goes, that's Joe Manganiello. <laughs> I would never yeah. have known that. I, I recognized uh, the name. I could not have picked his face out of a I crowd. totally would have recognized him. Well, he, just think, look, it's Deathstroke the Terminator from... Uh, but. From yeah, the end that, of the uh, yeah, yeah. Anything. I just he's yeah. married to a really attractive woman. Yes, he is. So Sophia Vergara. Yeah, Vigara. Vigara. Right. Um, did you see anybody? I mean, did you go out of the way? Did you know to see? No, somebody I, I spend most of my time in a little room, but you know that the critical role people. Now, I had a picture. My son took a picture with Matt Mercer two years ago before he was Matt as Mercer. famous as he is. Now mm-hmm. he's you know crazy famous, but. Those guys drew a huge crowd. Guys they, and girls. Yes, they Men and sure women. See, I wouldn't have recognized any of them if I had seen I, I would have. I've seen Critical Role. I would have recognized Matt Mercer, but the other ones, no. Uh-uh. And they had the live show at Gen Con, and I actually, in preparation for this podcast, I watched it on the Geek and Sundry channel. They packed that room. I mean, That doesn't surprise me at? in the slightest. And, I think the ballroom, probably. I don't sure. 500? Yeah, well, it was... I think it's the same place you have the costume contest. Yeah, probably. the costume contest is in the ballroom, which yeah. I thought about going, but I they had a stage did, didn't know where stuff. it was. That's, that's what it looked like to me. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, can we talk a little bit about that? I don't 
I like to play D and don't necessarily think I'd want to watch somebody play D and D. What is what okay, is so, it that's catching people? So here's the thing, and I've I I can relate to to that argument because I'm the same way. I, why would I be watching D and D if I could be playing D and D or or any game? Uh, but it's yeah. a generational thing. Like my kids sit at home and they just they there's Twitch channels and they watch people who have recorded themselves playing video games and they sort of run it in the background. Oh, my kids have been doing that um, for years, but. Critical role specifically is because everybody at the table is a voice actor. Okay, so there's a little bit of, you know... There's theater involved as well as role playing. Audio theater. Okay, gotcha. And I think that's part of the reason our hobby has been expanding. I can't tell you the number of people I play with in Adventures League that will name drop critical role at one point or another. It's probably about a third to a half of the players I play with. Is Hmm. that... nice? Is that raising the expectations for DMs? <laughs> it might. I know. I watch Matt Mercer, and I get a little guilty. I'm like, oh man, I need to. He's a good DM. I mean, he gets is very eloquent, very descriptive. What else does he do? Um, well, he does voices, and I do my one voice. You know, <laughs> no, 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 one no, voice no. and your one accent. <laughs> you have a wife and kids and well, a he job. Has a wife. One of his players, he's married to. Yeah. <laughs> but. Not fair. Does he have somebody who takes care of all those little things around I, the house that needs to be taken care of and, you know, going to work from eight to this five? Isn't, it isn't his primary gig. I mean, he still I, does yeah, a lot of voice what acting. What else does he do? Yeah, he's a voice actor. Okay. He still actively works in the industry. Yeah. Um, but the other component of it is uh, I, I think they represent the hobby well because the players at the table are very much into the story. And a lot of players are into the numbers and the, the dice rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. there's frequently periods where he won't say anything for 10 or 15 minutes. It will just be players interacting in character with other players. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people have a hard time with when they start playing D&D. Or yeah. even after they play D&D. For yeah, I mean, that's our whole role versus R-O-L-E, R-O-L-L. If you're going to watch somebody, you want as much R-O-L-E as you can. Okay. And that's what these people are good at. Right. And that makes it entertaining. These guys are famous, at least in a, a sense for yeah, D&D. And on the f- but for the rest of them... Did you know Eric? You knew who John Peterson was. Yeah. Greg, did you know who that was? I did not know. So I think that's kind of what's happening at Gen Con. Is there's a lot of celebrities, and I'm doing the air quotes here, who nobody's ever heard of. You know, the one that bothers me, and I, I don't want to be controversial or non-politically correct. That's Satine, Satine. Yeah, Satine. Whatever her last name is. So I, I don't know. For people who don't know, apparently she was an adult film actress who is also a gamer, and she did some sort of a streaming of her game. Yeah, they used to, it was like, uh, actresses in the adult film industry were basically doing what Critical Role does. They were basically playing D&D, and a lot of guys were watching it because they've seen them in a different... (laughs) different, uh, uh, The only reason they're popular (laughs) is because of their prior work. How does this person become the spokesperson for our hobby? Like... It's photogenic. And I've only heard snippets of what she said. I heard, I spoke to somebody who attended one of her talks at GaryCon last year. That was me. Okay, yeah. Were, were you? I was not impressed. Yeah. I was more impressed by the guy who uh, uh, is in charge of Dwarven Forge. He inspired me more. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but I left a half hour early because um, all they wanted to talk about was them. 
themselves. Yeah, self, they were there for self-promotion. Yeah. And I was like, I'm here to talk, to hear you tell me how to be a better DM or how to have a Dan, you've been game. DMing for like three years, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm leaving. This is not what I thought it so was. So that's yeah. the one. And I, I'm not that bothered about it because it doesn't affect me that much. But, you know, the fact that you want to be famous for something that you're not necessarily accomplished in yeah. Just because just because you say you want to be famous doesn't mean you're famous. Now, guess, when the actors from the Guild came to Gen Con, what yes. was it, five years ago or so? Oh, I love them. They had a huge crowd, and they were so pleasant to sit and talk to. Yeah. And it was amazing. That was a fun celebrity meet and if greet. If any of our listeners have not watched the Guild, it's based on MMOs, yes. uh, it's like a little Warcraft. dated. It's a little dated. It's a little now. bit, but it is hilarious, so funny, and so well done. And then they also brought in Walter Koenig and Nichelle Nichols when the Star Trek Catan game came out, and yeah. that was cool. Yeah. But now you've got celebrities who are like, uh, I gotta search for them on Google. Yeah, the one they had this year special, Anita Sarkis. Anita Sarkis. She's like famous for Gamergate. Gamergate. Oh my God. So whatever your feelings on not that's not a special guest and i no. read online they only opened it to 80 pre-screened audience members so you're a special guest at a convention for 65,000 people but only 80 people actually get to hear body you body searched uh, at that point guests. they're not a special guest no yeah you know i i don't you know what save the money do something else with that money go play instead. werewolf yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, not that you could even get in anyway <laughs> <laughs> I guess they recorded it. If you really care about that, but if you cared about that, you could just watch her on YouTube anyway, because I'm sure she's spoken about the same stuff other mm -hmm. places. Yep. I mean, I want to go see, you know, I want a Star Trek actor. I want, yeah, you know, yeah. what, even one of the Gygax kids. There's, you know. Right, exactly. There's well, Gygax. I'd go, you know, listen to him. But you for know, a Gygax, the old school guys. Yeah, but for a Gygax kid to show up, that would imply that uh, Wizards That's of the true. Coast or Dungeons and Dragons had any sort of well, presence at the convention. Okay, how about this? You got all those artists. They released that art book coming up. Yeah. Hardly made any money off of early D&D because they didn't spend any money. They, they don't have the rights to their work. Have one of them people show up. I would, I would love to hear somebody talk about the, you know, who's the I can't remember which artist was there. Was it Easley or um, Elmore? Or Elmore? Yeah, yeah, Elmore. Elmore. But he does Larry pretty well, I think. He was one of the later ones. I talked stuff. with Larry Elmore, and yeah. he is a pleasant person yeah, to talk to, and very easy to talk to. And um, there was also a documentary that was made that premiered at uh, Gen Con, and they had all the artists who have been making the artwork for D and D. Since the beginning, the, except for the one person who passed away. And yeah. it was kind of cool to meet them at the film premiere. That was kind of yeah, cool. He, yeah, I walked by his booth. He was just in there. There wasn't but anybody there, too. But even if you're only pulling 80 people, and at least that, to me, is more directly related to our hobby than, yes. than some of the special guests are bringing in. Right, right. So, so But so Critical Role, yeah. I do think that we're not that's not going away, and it has a positive effect for the most part. If you don't want to watch it, nobody's forcing you to watch yep. it. It is... I keep it on, uh, sometimes when I'm working on other stuff, I'll put it on the computer and I set it to 1.25 for the speed. So it sort of shortens Goes it a faster. little bit. Doesn't distort the voices too much. Don't do that to this podcast. No. Yeah. You might no. miss something. Um, so the, the other thing that I think the growth of our hobby has, has brought about is interest from outside groups. So... Not necessarily game manufacturers, but uh, people making products that might be interesting yeah, to gamers so. or uh, cosplayers. Yeah, and even more so than that, just specifically in indie, the different 
corporate sponsors or people who want to get in on the action yeah. to help make the experience even better. So, personally, I got contacted by Wagner Tools before Gen Con. They want to set up a meeting with a representative, talk about these heat guns. They want to uh, market to cosplayers. They want to get my input on a couple of features they incorporated. So, I met with, with a guy named Ben who uh, sat in on one of my workshops, and we had a good discussion. Um, that just but, on its surface is amazing that they're, you use the phrase, marketing to cosplayers. Yes. Why isn't there a fabric store set up at Gen Con? Well, Brother, Joanne Fabrics brother or, sponsored Gen Con, and they brought in a bunch of sewing machines for the Gen Con craft yep, room. There's a Brother year. sewing room. It was a little... And there was, was somebody little, else, at, another corporation at... I do, Eric, you used to do reenactments, and I did, I still do reenactments, and almost in... Inevitably, at a reenactment, there would be somebody selling material, be it leather or cotton or muslin or whatever. And it always sold very well because people are looking for stuff. I think it's the same thing that they could do that type of business and make a profit at Gen Con or any gaming convention that kind of caters to the cosplay. I did yeah, and there's a lot of cosplayers there in not sci-fi kind of outfits but all the, all the most spectacular most of the spectacular cosplays I saw were people wearing what I would way more consider historical reenactment outfits and I saw some yes. amazing things there are some online providers that sort of collect up supplies and sell them online mm-hmm. and it's only a matter of time till one of them realizes I could set up a booth at Gen Con and probably do pretty well yeah I was going to do a cosplay this year but I decided I went at it a little too late, and I don't know how many people would have actually gotten it. Greg would have gotten it right off the bat, and I'm hoping that what I did... Yeah, but it's even better when only those two people... (laughs) Yeah, sometimes that is more rewarding when somebody goes, oh my gosh, you're so-and-so. Well, I was going to go as a 50-year-old Johnny Quest. Nice. There you go. And it would have been the easiest. <laughs> it would have got recognized because our vice president looks like uh, uh, yeah. Bruce, Bruce Bannon. You know what? Maybe uh, maybe, uh, maybe uh, 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 Mike Pence. Race Bannon. Race, Race Bannon. Bannon. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I should invite Mike Pence to come That's back right. to Indiana for Gen Con. Yeah, he and could I'll walk do... around with you. You could be Johnny Quest. <laughs> uh, he could be Race Bannon. Get, Race Bannon. You don't have a small enough dog to be bandit, though. I was looking for a stuffed dog for it to be bandit. Oh, that would be tough. I, yeah, I do so. want to apologize to any non-cosplayers because going through the exhibit hall, what did I see? Some 20-something-year-old girl with these huge-ass angel wings on her back taking up the three people with. Okay, <laughs> yeah. if you're going with a cosplay that's that big, don't walk in the exhibit hall. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't be that person. There is a wall for you to stand yeah, on. Yeah, you go stand on your stand wall, look by. pretty there. You're trying to work your way through the exhibit hall with these huge angel wings sticking out. Yeah, from go your in the shoulders. bathroom, pop the wings off, go through the exhibit hall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that annoys me. Mm. But uh, did you guys see a lot of cosplay? I actually did not see as much this year. I think cosplay has um, been shifted to another location very well, and I just didn't see the number of cosplayers that uh-huh. I have in the past. I only have last year to go by. I saw a lot of cosplayers, and I uh, stood for the cosplay parade, which I, again, thought was disappointing because all the really top-drawer cosplayers I saw were not in that parade. No, that because parade they was, don't want to walk through the They want to go outside, hall. and, that's, and yeah. when we were talking about crowds and getting from place to place, that was the biggest impediment during the entire weekend of getting anywhere. Uh, during the cosplay parade, they basically shut down the uh, the main the hallway mm-hmm. in front of the exhibit hall so you can't cross mm-hmm. and um, somebody from my game they had to get they had to cross over there to get yeah, to their game and they were running late and he just he just barreled on across there will, his choices I, were to go upstairs and around I will you make my pledge now for next year I will have completed 
my eight and a half foot ton, eight and a half foot tall battle mech. I'm gonna work on that for like mech. three years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk through the parade with that. I'm not gonna do a costume contest because those were lame. But how many people do yeah. you think come to Gen Con just to see the cosplayers? None. I mean, or is very it just few that extra yeah. benefit. It's an extra. Be- I mean, yeah. that's what some people it's are flavor. into. And if you're not hurting anybody else, yeah. more power to you. you yeah, I, st- I stopped a couple people for pictures. There are a couple people who I thought were did such a good job. I needed a good picture of it. And, uh, and, and, you know, those people put in a lot of work on that. And what they want is they want you to say, wow, you did an amazing job. You look great. And that's, that's, that's what they're after. Yeah. And, and if, if you think they deserve it, for God's sakes, give them the praise they need. And, but some cosplayers go just to win the costume contest. You know, yeah. and those, don't. you don't see them walking through the halls and you don't see them in the parade. No. So and, I didn't see them. And that's not the majority. Most of them are yeah. just doing it because they think it's cool. Yeah. Speaking of cosplay and celebrities, why? I mean, there's been a few cosplay celebrities come out, but none of the big names that you hear, like Jessica Negri or... or, No, because Gen Con in big conventions speak isn't that big, right? I mean, for gaming conventions, it's big, but, you know, Dragon Con down in Georgia, I, I... I don't know the numbers for that, but that's pretty big. San I thought Diego it was similar, Con. but just a different theme. Uh, some of those anime conventions get huge. Oh, uh, yeah. And we're only looking at America. I mean, there's yeah. other conventions that, that are just big. And truthfully, they're poor representatives of cosplay, in my opinion. I mean, they're essentially models that dress up in a costume. Right. And it just happens to be a costume that appeals to, you know, comic book fans or, or mm-hmm. movie fans or whatever. But they're just models. If they yeah, weren't they do doing that, they'd be wearing something else or not something else, depending yeah. on their Yeah, sometimes models. those models are you know, not wearing Some of them know their stuff and some of them don't. And it, it's usually it's you figure out who that is pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, um, But, you know, with the expanded crowds, there was an incident in the exhibit hall today. Some guy was trying to take an upskirt picture of some woman in a costume yeah that was on the forums and the uh, facebook page got a lot of press yeah yeah um to to gamers credits he was called out caught and called out by another bystander who was just there like immediately like immediately yeah apparently he tried it once got seen or at least called out and then ran away but then tried it again with the same person yeah which is a bad phone pick maybe Mm -hmm. thought he'd Double dip. But, you know, <laughs> it used to be that gamers were sort of an, a very small crowd. And, and yeah. you know, that's they have a reputation in Indy. We might not be the largest convention, but we're the best behaved. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, when people go to the Indianapolis 500, they get drunk and rowdy and, you know, and they don't have that problem with us by and large. Right. The police force, as far as I know, does not do a significant upgrade in the number of officers. Yeah, there's not a large visible police presence for Gen Con. And all they're doing is basically getting us across the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making sure we don't we get need, crushed by, the, by the, the bus. Um, but, you know, when the, everything, the hobby is expanding, you're now starting to get some undesirable elements. Yeah, that is true. And hopefully That's, that does not become the norm and that gamers, we stay... For what we're known for, being nice people who just want to play some game, roll some dice, and have some fun. Well, and hopefully a couple, you know, one or two jerkweeds a year doesn't freak somebody out and scare them away or, you know, lump them in with everybody else, which, you know, social media sometimes want to sort of do. But that is that is so not representative of the people that were there. I do uh, a lot of uh, discussion with people in the gaming uh, group who go to Gen Con, and I was under the impression, I got the feeling, I should say, 
that people were kind of on edge this year. And I think that was, maybe it was my perception of them, but a lot mm-hmm. of people were kind of on edge. and In what way? Almost as if they were looking for something to happen or they mm-hmm. were looking for something to complain about. Well, that's sort of America these days. Well, that's social media. <laughs> yeah. And that you know, is social media, and which that, is the, that's true. But the, even the, people the land I of complaining. To in person, they were always, you know, oh, you know, they were just always ready to find the worst hmm. instead of the fun. I think you were talking to the wrong people because and I, I mean, well, in general. The people who post on social media, you know, yeah. it's, it's Facebook is toxic much well, of the time. Well, I also yeah. was at the stink. Now, there was a lot of people that came and talked to us and they were all like really happy and this that and the other thing but then as i'm also walking around talking to other people they were like they're kind of crabby and i was like hmm. you know give or take well yeah i that, that was totally not my experience though and i'm glad i think yeah. i'm going to remove myself from those people and <laughs> that's that's truthfully what it is maybe it's just negative you people don't be around negative <laughs> yep, people i'm like uh i ain't got time for your shit and it you know goes back to my original point i enjoy gen con but it's not your typical gaming convention. I'm going on yeah, in November. I just uh, filled out my events for Game Hole Con up in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, they they were advertising games. at Gen Con, too. Are you guys going? This is a very local gaming convention, but we should give them a shout-out in case anybody wants to go and they're in the area. FlatCon? Anybody going to FlatCon? Where's that one at? That's Bloomington. Bloomington. Bloomington, Illinois. I will probably go this year for no other reason than when we did our convention podcast. I couldn't remember the name of it. And I had to contact a friend of mine who still lives there. And he goes, oh, yeah, it, it, that's the new name. When we went, it was called something different. Um, oh. But just to support the local I think I didn't know about I think that I'm one. Going up I think there. I'm going to go and probably run one game and see if I can't get into a couple others. Yeah, I'll probably try to run at least one Adventures League game. Plus, my daughter's going to college up there. So give me an excuse to go visit. And visit and take her out to dinner or something. But, yeah, gaming is becoming more mainstream. Gaming conventions are all over the place. Um, I'm going to try to find the link for the game convention uh, map for 2018. You know where's a just, good place? What's that? Warhorn. Warhorn.net. Yeah. If you click on conventions, they have them listed by date, and then on the right-hand side, by location. They even have online conventions if you want to play some games online okay. on Roll20 or cool. Fantasy So Grounds. are they advertising things, even ones that they don't uh, moderate? You know, because I know I you think can somebody schedule. has to put them up there, but it's a pretty comprehensive list. Okay, cool. I didn't. I just yeah. I just thought Warhorn was for purchasing tickets for specific events. I didn't know they were so. I think anybody put nice. it up there because I know one of them you couldn't register on Warhorn or anything. It was just listed there. I don't know where oh, they pulled cool. that list from, but it's pretty comprehensive. Um. So you were saying that, uh, you know, as it becomes more mainstream, more attendees don't fit the typical gamer mold. Did you, with your class, you had a cosplay class. Yeah. Did you find that to be the case? You know, it's sort of weird because Gen Con, you know, I offer these workshops and I offer them as cosplay workshops. And last year we did a leather working two years for two years in a row. And I was, and I always did cosplay leather working. Somebody wants to make a leather bracer or leather armor. I'm going to teach them how to do that. And it turned out that probably 75% of the people had no interest in cosplay. They just want to learn how to work leather, which is fine because we huh. teach them that. Well, that's interesting. Um, that. So for the for the specific workshops I offered, it was mostly cosplayers, but it was a lot of a, a kid and a parent. Because most cosplayers start when they're young, and that's when they need to learn this stuff. Um, and their parent wants to go with them. So... It does have broad appeal. A lot of them are not gamers, though. You know, they're, you know, 
14, 15 year old girls that maybe have gamed in the past a little mm-hmm. bit, but they're really into the cosplay. They want to do the costumes. And that's how my family goes to conventions. You know, my kids both game, but uh, Trinity is way more into the costume aspect. And so, Well, theater major. Yeah, and she's a theater major. Um, so I found the uh, website for the uh, gaming conventions 2018, and it's around the world. It's uh-huh. called casualgamerevolution.com forward slash game dash cons 2018. And... My goodness, is the Midwest and the eastern part of the United States the gaming yeah. center of the world? <laughs> yeah, we have a, a definitely have to post that link there. Yeah, a high representation, given the or, given the origins of Dungeons and Dragons and RPGs in the Midwest. I think we get well represented by by conventions. Yeah, we do. Nice. So, overall opinion of Gen Con twenty eighteen, Eric. Um. I'm going to go again next year. <laughs> I work at Gen Con, but even with that, you know, I do enjoy going. I do enjoy the crowds. I like seeing people in mm-hmm, costume. Mm-hmm. I like that chance to sort of maybe check out a game I haven't seen before because there's so many things offered at Gen Con. And also, I just like going to Indy once a year. <laughs> yeah, Indy is a very fine town to go visit. Uh, I think it gets a bad reputation. It's undeserved. But uh, mm-hmm. if you ever get a chance to go to Indianapolis... Yeah, two outside ve- of Gen Con, there's still a lot to do. Two there. very nice oh, meals yeah, we with go my all the entire time. family, which I can't remember the last time we all sat down <laughs> two nights in a row and had a meal together. Yeah. So, Greg, your thoughts on Gen Con? Your second Gen? Con? Oh yeah, I had a my like I consider this my first real Gen Con. I had a great time. I am dying to go again next year. Uh, you know, I I can't imagine going less than all four days i had to leave early sunday and mm-hmm. that that was horrible because i still had stuff i wanted to do <laughs> things i wanted to see um you know the more you go the better you can plan so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm ready to go again i'd like to play a little more maybe see for me i had a great gen con it was not my best gen con my best gen con i think was maybe four years ago um but i learned something at this gen con that i probably knew but i wasn't accepting is i'm trying to do too much yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I already know I'm doing too much. I'm trying to do too much, and I kind of got a little stressed out Saturday afternoon, and I needed to really basically step back and say, uh, "This ain't happening," and I got to take that off the list. So next year, I'm going to be a little bit more um, flexible with my schedule. Yeah, leaving those gaps is important, just so you can recharge your batteries. It, it wasn't so much the gaps; it was just the number of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was really it. It was the number of things. There's just so much to do. And there is. There is so much to do. And if, so much you, to see. if you are not having fun at Gen Con, whether it be you didn't get the games you wanted or you didn't get to play games or you didn't get into the hotel or you didn't have a good time after the games were over, you're not doing it right. Nope. You're just not doing it, it right. It is not hard to have a good time at Gen Con. Yeah. Yeah. And... The more you go, the more people you know, and it's sort of a, exactly. it's sort of a yep. big get together yep. with with all those people you know. Mm-hmm. I always have all my an indie. on Wednesday night at, at the Stink. I always have my annual Vegemite sandwich from the international gamers who come. And there's this guy from Australia, and he brings Vegemite, and it is so good. I will take your word for that. Oh, it's yeah, tasty. I've never had Vegemite, but it's basically the cast off from malt. Hmm. <laughs> it's quite good. Interesting. Yeah, that's okay. Well, is that it for this one? Yeah, I think we've pretty much wrapped up Gen Con, and uh, yeah, maybe I, next year we'll do the same, and then we can compare and contrast our experiences. Yes, so um, 
Greg, take us out. Okay. Hey, if you want to uh, find out what we're up to and leave your comments and questions, we would love to hear from you on our Facebook page, The Grognards, an easy search. Also, if you're on Twitter, we are at TGrognards. On Instagram, we are the underscore grognards. And if you want to shoot us an email, we are gamers at thegrognards.com. All right. For the Grognards, I'm Dean Geiken. I'm Eric Hawley. And I'm Greg Ziegler. Game on.